danger ever. How you doing? This is the Danger Hour. I'm your fancy pants host, James Pooh. Over the course of the next hour or so, I will do my damnedest to take you by the figurative hand and guide you on a mystical adventure through podcast land. That's right. I'm going to do my best to give you at least one laugh. That's right. The Danger Hour's got a one laugh guarantee. Or else, go fuck yourself. All right, it's been quite some time since I've done a, a podcast. Some would even say, it's been a while. Oh my God, James, what's with the tired old same repeated bullshit? Can we just retire that already? No one likes that, James. I beg to differ. I know that these people, these people, these listeners, I know they're already programmed. They, they know what they need to hear. If I was to say it's been quite some time, it's been a while. And they're gonna be like, "How come he didn't? How come he didn't say it the way like that guy says it on the song? What, what's happening here?" Okay, this is a uh, job security. If you don't like it, you can march your ass right outside and hit those bricks. James, what, 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 what bricks? There's a few bricks out there, but it's an expression. It means get the fuck out of here. Keep walking. Is that an old timey expression, James? It's kind of old timey, yeah. But you know me, I can't go all in with the new stuff. I think I'm going to be one of those assholes that has a foot in the past. I don't like change. I like doing things the old-fashioned way. For example, when these, uh, when these cars, and they will, when they become fully, what is it called? Animatronic, auto, automatronic, auto-erotic asphyxiation. What are those? Once the cars go all by themselves, there's going to be a whole... Uh, a whole population, me included, it's going to be like, oh, I want to drive the car myself. I don't want no goddamn robot driving for me. That's, the, that's no fun. I want to feel the breeze in my hair. James, you literally never do that. Yes, I know. But, you know, I still want to drive the car. James, what are you talking about a car? No one's been talking about a car, James. Yeah, it's just, it's a fucking example, dude. All I'm saying is I'm not going to let go completely to the old timey stuff. I'm going to be a stubborn old bastard that is being dragged into the future, kicking and screaming. I still want to change the channel with the remote control, not with my mind control, <laughs> not with my implant. Oh, fuck. Times, they are a-changing. Anyway, <clears throat> the family abandoned me once again, and that's why I am here doing a podcast. That's right, every time my family abandons me, I run back to you guys. Um, James, you shouldn't make the listeners feel like they're not important. Explain. Well, because you say that you only do a podcast when your family leaves, so it's like they're not good enough. It's like you don't make time for your listeners, James. It's just your free time. Well, that's right. Of course. They know what this is. Look, it's like that chick that once you ignore her, she wants you even more. That's what my audience is. I ignore them. 
and they wind up wanting me so much more for it. Look, dude, this is chess, not checkers, okay? I know what I'm doing. Why do you think I haven't put a shot in about seven months? It's a long con. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, so my family's gone. My wife uh, took the kids and they went to go visit her sister. Mm-hmm. They're going to be gone for the evening. And I was left all by myself. No hot dinner on the table waiting for me. No cold dinner in the fridge waiting for me. You know what I should do? Do you remember the stories I've told you about Snowflower from the campground? The one that got, allegedly, that got fired for stealing money? I think I should find her somehow and hire her as my maid. Oh my God, James, why? Because she's Mexican? No. Well, yeah, kind of. Because when I come home, I'm like, Oh, hello, James. How are you doing? How was your work? And I'd be like, oh, Snowflower, let me tell you all about it. Oh, please, wait. Let me get you your whiskey. And would you like a cigar tonight? No, not tonight. Maybe in the weekend. Okay, pretty good. And I got your dinner. It's going to be ready pretty soon. So go ahead and put on your slippers. Go sit in your favorite chair. And then I will bring you your whiskey. And you can tell me all about your day, okay? And I'd say, Snowflower, that sounds lovely. I'd go, I'd go put on my little slippers sit in my favorite chair, and she would, as soon as I sat down, the whiskey would be slid right into my hand. And I'd say, oh, Snowflower, perfect timing. Oh, I know, Mr. James. I'm trying my best to live up to all your standards. And I'd be like, well, you can't live up to all of them, but you're sure doing a damn good job trying. Okay, Mr. James, you are so funny. I'm like, yeah, I know. James, go ahead and tell me all about your day. I can't wait to hear it. And I would tell her all about it. Oh, and she would laugh in the appropriate times. She would look concerned when there was a concerning part of the story. And then when I was, if I was troubled, she would maybe place her fingertips on my hand in a concerning manner. But we never cross the line. It's always going to be professional, slightly over the line into like a family type thing. <laughs> And then I'm going to have her, I'm going to send her on, a, on an errand one day. I'm going to say, hey, Snowflower. Yes, James? I'd like you to uh, go out and, and purchase a Snowflower. Oh, really? Why, Mr. James? I'd say because I want you to plant it in the backyard, and every day I want you to say, James, don't you see that Snowflower out there? Whatever you do, don't touch it. <laughs> Man, I'm painting myself a quite a little fairy tale here. I like it. But James, will your wife be happy with Snowflower living here? I don't think she'd have a problem with it. I mean, she'd be making all the food, probably cleaning all the house. That would totally free up my wife's whole day. Yeah, I think everyone would be into it. Oh, man, I'm really going to look into this. Anyway, yeah, some of you might be wondering, hey, hey, why, why, why'd your family leave to go visit other family they don't live with isn't that defying the quarantine dean 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 and i would say uh yeah you're probably right are we under quarantine still or is it just uh advised you try to avoid other people i'm not even sure what the fucking rules are anymore all i know is i can go to a restaurant and sit outside in a weird ass tent <laughs> That's what I know. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, for the first two months, I think, <clears throat> I think everybody followed that shit pretty tightly. And then people started to get fed up and they started to be like, I miss my family. What if my parents die? I'm not going to see them again. And then people started going out and seeing their family. And then the shit got worse. <laughs> people started getting more lax. And apparently uh, the infections went out of control. But to be honest with you, I still don't know anyone in my, in my, my main circle. I don't know anyone personally that has gotten it. The only person I do know is my buddy uh, Rob. And the only reason I know that is because he told me that he got tested and he has the antibodies. And he was sick last year, I think in November. We're part of this uh, manifest thread on the Instagrams. And he messaged us, hey guys, I'm pretty sure I'm dying. I feel like fucking shit. This is the worst I've ever felt. And we're like, yeah, buddy, you'll be okay. I'm sure it's nothing. We kind of thought he was exaggerating, but it turns out he was actually being truthful. And uh, he had the Rona back then. I think he's the only person I've known. And maybe I've even had it. I haven't had no fucking test. I felt like I had a little something about around the same time, November, December, a little like a respiratory thing, but it wasn't even that bad. It never got too bad for me. So I'm not sure if I had it or not. I don't know. And while we're on this topic, I said something on the last show. I think it's been a long, it's been a while. I said something like, uh, you know, I, I, every time I, I don't, what did I say? Something like I, I try not to wear a mask or whatever the hell I said. Or every time I'm working, I don't wear a mask or some shit. Something like that. I think I was putting the wrong idea out there. Uh, what I meant was, because I'm out in the cities and shit in the streets all day long. And uh, if I'm not around people, I'm not wearing it. That's what I meant. I don't know if any of you fucking guys are like, this guy, he's, he's part of the problem. No, I follow all the rules. But if I'm out you know, doing something outside away from everybody, I don't wear the fucking mask. I want to breathe the dirt and the particles. <laughs> I want, uh, I want the occasional, uh, germs to blow right up my, uh, my nostrils. Yeah. So that's what I meant. If, if I'm around other people, I'm wearing the fucking mask. I'm playing, I'm playing the game. Okay. I'm going by all the rules. I go to the store, I put the fucking thing on. And yeah, we've gone to restaurants. I'll wear it. As soon as you get it to your table, you take off your mask. You gotta go pee-pee. You put the mask back on. I'm playing the fucking game, okay? All of you guys, just kind of relax a bit. Stop freaking out. So far, so good. So, uh, yeah. We've, uh, we've, we've gone on a couple uh, adventures recently. But nothing too crazy. For the most part, we're staying home. But we're not on full lockdown. I don't think anyone is. Everyone I know seems like they're... Uh, they're pretty comfortable with hanging out with, uh, you know, their, their groups of friends and family. I just did a podcast a few days ago with uh, a group of people. I think we're all alive still. So anyway, speaking of that. Manfest 2020! That happened. We had a number of 14 on board. And we wound up with seven. <laughs> but uh, that happens. Every year, we lose people. This year, because of this situation, I didn't expect many people to even show up. I wasn't even planning on fucking doing it. 
I thought everyone was going to be, uh, oh, forget, I'm not going, I'm not going either. Well, don't look at me. But people started asking about it. And I'm like, well, fuck, if you guys are in, then I'll, uh, I'll throw it together. And that's what happened. So yeah, I put together a manifest, <laughs> manifest 2020, the mandemic. Oh, what a title. That's right. Mandemic. Seven strong. <laughs> it was fucking fun. I had a great time. Some would even say I had too much of a great time, <laughs> but I'll get to that. Oh, so by the way, if you don't know what Manfest is, maybe you're a new listener or maybe you're an old listener. You just forgot. Well, I've got you covered. Manfest is the annual festival of men. It's my annual camping trip with the boys. And yes, the name is meant to be ironic, okay? It's just a goofy, silly name because it's like, you know, the guy's camping trip. We do it every year. You leave the women, you leave the kids behind, you come out and you be a fucking lunatic out in the woods. Let off some steam and escape the real world for a couple days. That's, that's what it comes down to. Maybe alter your state of mind, if you know what I mean. Just go out and enjoy yourself. That's what it's all about. And I've been doing it for, shit, I don't even know, decade or more. Who knows? Probably longer than that. Yeah, I think longer than that. Anyway, so yeah, we did that again. Uh, like I mentioned, we had about uh, 14 say they were in, and then about seven showed up. <laughs> that happens every year. So uh, I'm, it's, it's no surprise to me. But uh, it's still fun. I've, we've had as little as five and as much as 17, and it's always been a great time. And this time was no different. It's just cool just to, uh, you know, see the fellas. Because some, some of these guys, I only see them once a year. Everyone's caught up with their lives and shit. So anyway, we went up there. Had a great time. Played a lot of games. Became uh, delinquents. And uh, like I said, maybe someone had a little too much fun. Maybe someone took a little too much of something. And uh, lost their mind in a few, a few dimensions to the left. <laughs> they were trying to go straight. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about me. Let's just say that uh, one of the meals, in air quotes, that I ate that weekend was a little uh, little too potent for my taste. <laughs> because uh, about 20 minutes in, I'm like, uh-oh, here we go. And uh, <laughs> people were surprised that it was that quick. And next thing you know, I snap out of it, and uh, it's dark, and I'm in my tent that I was <laughs> forcefully put into and my tent is completely collapsed down around me and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I finally, someone lets me out cause I can't get, I can't find my way out of this thing because I think I'm like laying on the doorway to get out. I don't have any light or nothing. It's dark. Anyway, I'm, I'm helped out. And apparently the story goes, uh, I wanted to play with the fire and I kept wanting to touch it. They kept pulling me away like a little kid and I kept scooting my butt forward Trying to get to the fire. I was making dirt angels. Yeah, it was one of those. But apparently it was, everyone was fucking laughing their ass off the whole time. Because I was being a complete ass. And uh, I felt bad, but they're like, nah, man, don't worry about it. You were very entertaining. And I said, wow, that sounds like fun. I wish I was there. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, how it went down. There's a whole lot more details, but I won't get into that. Maybe one day. Uh-oh. <coughs> <clears throat> One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. 
So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was good sport. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. So they can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, maybe I'll do a podcast, a separate podcast, where I discuss all my crazy magical adventures. And if you're into it, you can check it out. Because I don't think it's for everyone. But for the ones that are into it, that's... That should be coming sometime in the future, but don't hold your freaking breath. All right, so I got to say one thing about Manfest 2020, the pandemic. Peter son, 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 he shows up Saturday night, the end of Manfest, pretty much. He shows up like around five o'clock. He had a gig playing the Skaz. He is a bassist, a bassist extraordinaire. Let me give him his credit. He plays Tasty Grooves by all accounts. So he had a, yeah, I know what you're thinking. He had a show? How's that during a pandemic? Well, if you call it a peaceful protest, it turns out they let you do whatever you want. So (laughs) he was in Long Beach playing a show on Saturday. Got finished around noon, then I guess headed up to the woods. And uh, he did make sure to stop by and look at the toy section in the store. So there's that. But he comes up. And afterwards, he does a pod- He does his own podcast. And they ask him, hey, so how was Manfest? And he shit on it. Saying how it's not for him. Oh, it's kind of not. Uh, who wants to sit around listening to music? That's kind of boring. And, uh, you know, I had to go on his podcast along with Lido. And we had to rip into this guy's ass, okay? And defend. Manfest 2020. The pandemic. That's right. So if you'd like to hear that, check out The Bed Files. Wherever you find podcasts, it's the latest episode. The Bed Files. That's right. Cross promotions. Mm-hmm. So you can hear me and Lito in our retort to Peterson's malicious, vile comments about Manfest 2020, the pandemic. So there you go. (laughs) All right, speaking of shitting on people, let me shit on my wife real quick. Oh my God, James, not your wife. She's, She's adored by all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's a great person. Everyone likes her. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Listen to this shit. Now, look, I love my wife for the most part, but sometimes her brain, well, maybe it's because she's a woman and her, you know, she's got that woman brain. It's it's just slightly smaller than a man's brain. And as a result, sometimes her logic or intelligence maybe takes a hit. In this case, I want to focus on the logic, which I happen to disagree with. You please tell me who you agree with, my terrible, dirty wife or me. Jamesy Poo. So here we go. My son has this has this habit. Ah, I won't call it a habit. He's done it three times. He goes out the door, the front door. We have a front door. Then we have like a security door that's a few feet away. We call it the gate. <laughs> it's that wrought iron style door, right? So this kid will go out there to go take out the trash or whatever or go do something outside and he won't lock the, fr- the the door and the front door. 
Now, the front gate door has a double-sided lock where you need a key. So if there's a fire and the gate's locked, you're pretty much dying from, uh, from inside unless you, unless you bust out another way. You can't get out the front door if that gate is locked. So he puts the, what he does is he fucking opens the main door, then he puts the key in the security door, and he walks out, and he leaves the keys in the lock, and leaves the door wide open, but the front door is closed, that's not locked either, so anyone can just walk right up, take the keys, walk inside, rape all of us, probably rape me some more, because I'm pretty cute, and then leave. Lock up, and it's like no one was ever here. And he's done this three times, dude. Three times. And I've told him, Jacob, you can't leave the keys in the door. You got to lock it and put them back. Okay. So he did it again, right? And I tell, I'm telling him in front of my wife. I'm like, hey, I've told you already. You can't. Leave the keys out there. I've already told you once. Now, don't let it happen again. I'm like, anyone could just come right in the house. And the wife goes, Well, as you being the man of the house, you should be every night going and checking all the doors and windows and making sure that everything's locked and secure. And it's not. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't give me another fucking responsibility. If everyone just makes sure when they go out the door and they come back in to lock it, I won't have to worry about it. Don't put this on me. But yeah, she persists. Persistent. That if I don't check it myself, then it's my fault. (laughs) And since I've already told him once, and he still failed to do what I asked and make sure the gate was locked before he, you know, once he comes back in, that it's my problem now. Because I've already told him and he can't do it. So then it's, it should be on me to fix the problem. Like I go, no, no. Are you crazy? I said, no, it's not on me if he leaves the, gate, the keys in the gate and leaves the door unlocked. That's not how you solve this problem. You don't teach him, oh, if you can't, if you can't do this thing I'm asking you to do, somebody else will take care of it for you if you just can't get it. No, you need to learn to do it yourself. And not just rely on like, oh, someone else will probably take care of it. What kind of fucking lesson is that? Am I alone on this? Her logic, if you tell your kid to do something and he can't accomplish what you're asking him to do, telling him to do, you should just do it yourself then. So you know it gets done the right way. No, I disagree. Please, who's with me? Who's against me? The danger hour at yahoo.com. I can't wait to see what you say. The Danger Hour at yahoo.com. Do you do it yourself to make sure it gets done or do you keep on keeping on pounding the shit in their fucking hood until they get it themselves? (sighs) I won't send you spam. I won't sell your email. You can count on me. I'm the only one that looks at this shit. If you uh, have any questions, feel free to ask. You got any recipes? I'll make them. You have any music suggestions? I'll listen to them. You got a movie suggestion? I'll watch it. You got any nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them. As long as they're tastefully done. I'll still look at them. 
The Danger Hour. All right. I'll be, I'll be waiting eagerly for your emails. Most of you don't send me anything, but I'll still be waiting eagerly. And by the way, speaking of, I have an email sent to me by a listener that I will get to later. That is called a teaser. But James, what if no one cares about your teaser? Uh, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you. All right. Now that I've shit on my wife, now let me say something kind about her. Well, not really about her. It's more about us. And uh, we recently celebrated our anniversary. Oh, my God, James. How precious. That's lovely, James. Waiting for your negative comment. No, James. I'm, I'm really happy for you. But I'm mostly happy for her for putting up with all your bullshit for so long. There it is. That's right. 17 years. 10 years married. We did the opposite. After seven years, instead of leaving each other, we decided to get hitched. So 17 glorious years for her. They've been okay for me. So we decided to celebrate. Actually, we actually had plans. My cousin, whose name is Natalie. Shout out to Natalie, you little piece of shit. You know what? I'm going to take a left turn real quick, but then I'll get right back on the road way up, like a mile up. I'll get back on the road. Here we go. You know what's annoying about my family? The names of these people. Here's, an ex- here's what I'm talking about. My, my name is James. My father's name is James. Do you know how confusing that is? Because, you know, the family calls us Jimmy. So you would hear, hey, Jimmy. And we both look. My dad, yeah, you talking to me? No, little Jimmy. Oh, not big Jimmy. That's how they differentiated between us. I became little Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Imagine growing up being called little Jimmy. It gets worse. My grandfather, who was born in Mexico. That has nothing to do with the story, but I think it's a nice little thing to add. He would go, hey, mijo, Jimmy boy. So yeah, I went from little Jimmy. Oh, it can't get much worse. Ha, <laughs> Jimmy boy. How embarrassing is that to be, hey, Jimmy boy, in front of your friends? Hmm. So anyway, <laughs> I married, I have a cousin named Natalie. I met a woman and I later married her after seven years whose name is Natalie. More confusion. We have a daughter named Jasmine. My cousin Natalie has a girlfriend. Guess what her name is? Yeah, Jasmine. <laughs> My cousin Monkey has a sister named Rebecca. He met a woman and married her named Rebecca. They have a daughter named Samantha. My wife's brother has a daughter named Samantha. My, uh, my wife's cousin is named Ryan. Peter, his son is named Ryan. My grandfather's name was Edward. His son, my uncle, is Edward. My cousin Dominic, who, is actually named Edward. My brother has a wife named Erica. My wife has a sister named Erica. It just keeps, it just keeps going. My, my grandmother was named Irma. Guess what my wife's mother's name is? Irma. It just doesn't stop. It's so fucking annoying. 
So when I go hang out with Natalie and Jasmine, I bring along Natalie and Jasmine. Hey, Natalie. Huh? Huh? No, not you. Her. It's a fucking nightmare. So (laughs) it's just fucking crazy the way it worked out. Oh, boy. Anyway, okay, back on the road. I think there's more, but I'm I, I, I'm forgetting. My precious brain. Precious stones. My precious brain doesn't work all the time. So anyway, my cousin Natalie has a girlfriend, Jasmine. Natalie and Jasmine. <laughs> and uh, Jasmine's family has a cabin near Yosemite. Um, James, President Trump says it's pronounced Yosemite. Oh, I'm sorry. We had, we got invited to stay in her cabin near Yosemite. So all the plans were locked in. And like a couple of weeks before, a week before, whatever it was, my cousin's like, uh, yeah, bad news. Um, the person in charge of running the scheduling for that cabin forgot to reserve it for, for us and booked it on Airbnb. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Like a week before. That's fucked. So, uh, yeah, I told her, you know what? Like, I've been to Yosemite a couple times. So, if we got to pay now, like, you know, I, I discussed it with the wife. Like, why don't we Why don't we just go somewhere else, somewhere new, if we have to pay? And uh, let's, let's go. Maybe we should celebrate. Maybe this is like a sign. Maybe we should celebrate our anniversary together and go somewhere. Somewhere new and special for, for us. I'm like, all right. I really wanted to walk to the tallest peaks of Yosemite, but I guess I'll uh, I'll go with you someplace. So that's what happened. So the la- literally a couple days before that weekend, I said, "Hey, why don't we go to Napa?" Why during the pandemic? What's what's open? Nothing's even happened. What? And I looked at I looked it up beforehand before I suggested it, and I said, "No, all the wineries are open." They're just accommodating and they're, you know, doing their shit outside. And uh, the restaurants are open. You can sit outside. All the hotels are open. Oh, well, okay. So we leave the kids behind with the grandparents and a little black dog. And we head up to Napa. Very last minute. You know what? Those are always, I won't say that. Those are usually the funnest type trips, those real spontaneous ones. So we drove up to Napa. I've never been there. She's never been there. And I got to tell you, man, no offense, Cousin Natalie, but uh, I'm kind of glad that that person dropped the ball and compromised our whole Yosemite trip and it fell through because, oh boy, did we have a wonderful week of eating, drinking, and plenty of sexy time. What the hell, James? Nothing. I said nothing. My microphone cut out. I don't know what happened there. But you know. Say it again, James. No. Just let it breathe. Let it breathe. Yeah. Oh, man. Delicious food. Lots of wine, cocktails, beer, and of course, that last thing I talked about. Oh, we were like rabbits. Oh, man. You know what rabbits do? They eat carrots, James. Yep. But they do other stuff, too. And we were like rabbits. Rabbits in love. Oh, my God, James. Stop it. All right. 
It was wonderful. You want to you hear some details? Yes, James. But first, let me remove my clothing. No, not those kind of details. Check this out. First, first, let me tell you this about Napa. You ever go to a place and you just feel the overall energy and vibe? Do you always notice that when you go to a place? This place has a really cool vibe, man. Nice energy. You look around and it's gorgeous. Beautiful. Rolling hills to and fro. Trees as far as the eye can see. It's fucking nice, man. It's it's really nice. 400 plus wineries. So we get there. And uh, I booked a room in this hotel by a river. I live in a van down by the river. And so we check in. We have a view on the balcony. We have a jetted tub. Yeah. Some people might be grossed out by that. And I can understand it. We still used it though. (laughs) And it's funny because one night we got in there and it's kind of late. And uh, we get in the, like, you know, it's the cup, it's the big enough for the couples and all that shit, you know. So we get in and I go, I'm putting the bubbles on. She goes, are the jets? She's like, no. It's too loud. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. We paid for this goddamn room. It's got the jetted tub in it. Why why wouldn't we use it? And it's it's quiet. It's like around, you know, like 11 or 12. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, it's so loud. I'm like, I don't care. Fuck the neighbors. Fuck them. It's our time. It's our time to shine. So anyway, uh, the first stop we did, we got there and like, what are we going to do? And she's, she said the next day, we booked a, a wine tour the next day, which is weird. They're still doing wine tours given the pandemic. But uh, we booked one anyway. <laughs> and the first stop we had, though, was like, oh, you know what? So if we're going to go on a wine tour tomorrow, we should go somewhere, somewhere else today. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to pick then. I want to go to... The castle, Castello di Amorosa. It's fucking sick. Check this out. This dude, first of all, when you drive up to it, it looks like the castle's been there for, for hundreds and hundreds of years, right? Uh, which is not true, but technically it is. <laughs> this dude that built this castle, it's li- literally a castle. He's an Italian guy. He literally had everything imported from Italy. We're talking the, the big giant wooden beams, the stones, the blocks, all the bricks. He had it all shipped to, from Italy here from pre-existing centuries-old castles and structures and shit from Italy. Crazy. Allegedly, someone told me that just for the shipping alone, not even to purchase the materials, just... For the shipping, it cost $35 million. Oh! I don't know how much this guy paid for this fucking castle, but uh, goddamn, is it pretty badass. And then not to mention, he hired Italian artisans and flew them in from Italy to create all the metal fixtures, the hardware on the doors, all that kind of shit. The chandelier. They made all that stuff. Real Italian artisans. 
So yeah, nothing about this place is cheap, especially the the fee to get in and taste their wine. But uh, oh, and then he also hired these dudes, these uh, Italian guys, to paint all these old timey paintings on the walls. And dude, they're working on one right now. Oh man, it's a uh, it's like a like a whole it's a it's it's hell, a whole giant ass wall. Maybe it's about like twenty feet tall by about maybe fifteen feet wide or something. Maybe bigger. I don't know. It's a it's a big scene of hell. Like the devil's on the top. There's all these fucking demons like shitting on a guy's face, poking a guy in the ass with a with a rod. Oh my god, James, go on. Oh, I knew you'd like that part. But a lot of crazy shit. Maybe I'll post some photos on the on the Instagram page. Where did they find that, James? The Instagrams. At the Danger Hour. Yeah. So you can check that out. But it's pretty badass. Oh, and all the people that work there are Italian. Ah, from Italy. (laughs) The guy comes up. Hello. What kind of wine would you like to have? Is that how Italians sound? Maybe that was like a Mexican dude. But I don't know. Uh, How do Italians sound? Hey. (laughs) Hey. Hey, what kind of wine do you want? Something like that, right? So anyway, we do our wine tasting thing, and it's pretty cool. You're sitting in the courtyard inside the castle. And then I tell the guy, like, hey, man, I know this stuff is going on, the pandemic stuff. Where are we allowed to go? Oh, you must go. uh, You cannot go into the tasting room downstairs, but please, um, maybe you can go uh, upstairs and explore the top of the castle. Beautiful views. I'm like, all right, well, I'll see. He gives me the menu. Would you like to purchase anything? I look at it. And I go, uh, let me get that uh, bottle of grape juice, please. (laughs) So I bought a $14 bottle of grape juice that looks like it's in a wine bottle for the kids. Really classed it up. Then we left and we went to explore the grounds. And the outside area, there was a big sign blocking going to outside to, uh, you know, the castle area. I'm like, fuck, man. I kind of did like a, po- a peek back and forth. I'm like, well, no one's looking. Let's go. I don't think we're allowed to go out there. I'm like, well, let's just go. The worst they can say is, hey, you can't be up here. And we say, okay, thanks, sorry, bye. But if they don't say anything, then we keep exploring. And that's what happened. The spirit of adventure lives on. And it was fucking beautiful. You go up there, you look at the, the valley, the views. Fantastic. We ended the evening by going to a nice Italian restaurant in town. It was lovely. Nice, nice atmosphere. Great music. Fantastic food. It was just spectacular in every way. And uh, I think that the second night, oh, we went on our tour the next day. Oh, listen to this. So there's going to be five of us on the tour. They're trying to keep it real small so that uh, because of the pandemic, usually it's like 15 people. So they pick us up first. So, of course, we get the best seats in the big-ass bus. We're talking to our tour guide, Bob, who's super cool as shit. And uh, I notice on his leg, he's got a tattoo of the Coast Guard. And I go, hey, Bob, I noticed your tattoo. Coast Guard rescue swimmer, eh? And he says, yes, are you in? Are you in? I said, no, my cousin is. Oh, all right. So we started talking. It turns out this guy was in the Navy for a long time. And then he was in the Coast Guard. And I asked him, I go, hey, man. I've always been curious. I've never met anyone that's been on a Navy ship before. I go, were you on the Navy ship for a long, long period of time? He goes, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, we've been on 
the uh, the the uh, aircraft carrier in San Diego. We've walked all around inside of there. But I, so I'm curious, how is it living on one of those things? He's like, oh God, it's terrible. <laughs> he said, there's different size ships, and those large ones. The larger they are, the longer they can stay out at sea because they can hold way more fuel. And uh, so the guys don't like being on the long, on the huge ones. They like being on the smaller ones because you have to stop in at ports a lot sooner so that you can go into town and fuck off and stuff. And uh, which makes sense. And he says uh, that these long ones, it's like, you know, you're out there for months at a time. And this is something I never thought I would hear. I never, I would never fucking see this coming. He says... That when you're on these long journeys out at sea, there's thousands of guys on board the ships and they wind up forming gangs. I go, get out of here. The Navy, like, you don't think of that in the Navy. He's like, oh, yeah. He goes, all, you know, the different, like, there's the black guys stick together, the Mexican guys stick together, the white guys, like, they form their, their own gangs within this, within the whole ship. And I was like, what the fuck? And I'm just thinking, like, wow, is this how it always goes? You put a shit ton of people in group in a large group together, and you just they just separate and form their own little groups, little mini tribes. It's like a goddamn prison. I wonder why they do that. It's just it blew my mind. I don't know. I thought I thought the Navy, I thought they were kind of like they wouldn't stand for that shit, but I you know, they did it apparently. So uh, yeah, he goes. <laughs> He's like, yeah, and the thing about being on those long those ships for a long time is uh, quite a few guys, once you port, they'll take off. Like, they'll go AWOL. He goes, one time we went to Australia, and, you know, they let us off. We can go in to, to uh, explore and stuff. You know, you have some time off in the city. And a lot of dudes won't come back. They'll meet these beautiful Australian women, and they'll just, they won't come back. He goes, but Australia doesn't stand for that shit. They will find these people, and they will get rid of them. <laughs> I think then you're like, you know, on in your uh, in the brig for a while, that the jail on the on the ship. And then I think you got to have a bunch of fines or something. I don't know. But uh look at that. Another uh, box I can check off my list. I met a real navy guy on a ship. All right, so we pull up to the hotel for our next stop to pick up the rest of our uh, tour group. And the whole time I'm wondering like who are we going to have on this tour group? Are they going to be some old snobby boring people? And I told the wife, she's like, it doesn't matter. We're going to have to be an accident at all. We can just do our own thing. I'm like, well, yeah. But uh, I don't know if any of you guys have ever been wine tasting. Here's why I get real pretentious. I don't know how many of you have been wine tasting before, but let me tell you something. Now, part of it is is the the people you get to hang out with and meet. And this pandemic horse shit is uh, really putting a hit on that because, you know, you're not as, as exposed to as many people as you normally would be. And so, yeah, it's just cool just to fuck around with different people and, uh, you know, certain different personalities and it's crazy because no matter what all these people I always meet everyone's got some kind of story everything has something even if they're boring as hell there's something about their life that's been pretty interesting and fascinating to learn and so uh, I'm like all right who who are we gonna have this time we pull up to the hotel and here comes three dudes like around mid-30s I'm like well I didn't see this coming so they get in and our tour guide Bob goes well this is the first for me. I've never picked up a group of guys <laughs> for a wine tour. And they're like, oh. Now, it turns out later on, these guys were all gay. 
So maybe he offended them, but I couldn't tell. Now guess who the guess what they did for a living? All right, it's me and my wife, and these three allegedly gay dudes. The one guy was for sure gay, so I'm imagining they all were. Because why would they all be hanging out together? And one guy was from uh, Florida, one guy was from California, and one guy was from New York. Why are they all from different ends of the country getting together to hang out and nap together? I don't know, but it smells like sexy time. Anyway, <laughs> he asks us all, you know, oh, what do you guys do for a living? These fucking dudes. I'm with a doctor, a lawyer, and a psychiatrist. <laughs> it's like a fucking joke. A doctor, a lawyer, and a psychiatrist walk onto a, a wine tour bus and me. <laughs> Which of these things do not belong? But anyway, those guys were fucking lame. They were they were not interesting whatsoever. And here I am, this nobody, and uh, me and Bob are getting along famously. These guys are boring as shit. But I still had a great time. It was still fun. All these different wineries we went to. And I got to be honest with you, sometimes you might judge a book by their cover. Like, for example, you see these three gay dudes, you're like, huh, we're in for a treat. This is going to be fun. Nope. On the contrary. Second thing, we went to three wineries, right? The one you think would be the worst one wind up being the most cool. Like this one was kind of like whatever looking, but the chick that worked there, she was pretty fucking badass. She gave us uh, the most wine for free. Like she didn't give a shit. She's like, you always want some more? Yeah, we do. And, uh. Learn some stuff I didn't learn before in the other places. So anyway, I, I just, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Like, ah, the, the one I thought was like, eh, this is probably going to be dumb. I wanted being the most enjoyable. So go out there and learn something, guys. Get some experiences. Speaking of, we also went to Napa Distillery. The wife really liked that experience. So the guy, uh, he... But it was like, you know, I think five of us again in this little group and we're sitting in an outside patio and this is apparently, allegedly, the distillery that's been around since Prohibition. Uh, but you know what they said? Like, oh yeah, well, the original location was down the street. And I'm thinking, well, what the fuck? You can't call yourself the original distillery. It's not even the same fucking building. It's not even the same lot. Anyway, the things I get angry about. So we did that and uh, that was pretty fucking cool. She liked it a lot. And the guy was wearing a face shield and he put on this presentation and at the end of the presentation, the whole face shield was covered in spit. (laughs) And I've seen these face shields before and I've always thought, I wonder if I could, I wonder if I would like wearing one of those. They look kind of silly, but you you also have the more freedom and uh, this thing isn't covering your face. And if you wear glasses, you're not going to get all fogged up. But uh, that's a big no for me after seeing all that spit on the face shield. So uh, I also learned something there. (laughs) I also learned that I really like gin. Most gin is not very good, but these people's gin is fucking fantastic. Check it out if you're ever in the area. It's a pretty cool experience. But anyway, I feel like I'm rambling, so let's kind of wrap this up. So anyway, Napa, we were there for, I think, three days, two nights, and I tell the wife, like, man, should we stay one more night? Because we're having such a great time. I actually really, 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 really enjoyed that whole area. And uh, she goes, okay, yeah. And so I try to see if they have the same room that we're staying in available. And it's not. It's booked up on Saturday night. I'm like, God damn it. 
It's like, all right, well, I guess uh, we just moseyed on. So the plan was to go from Napa down to to check out Big Sur. I've never been there before. I've always heard many good things about it. And so, and then I, there was a national park I wanted to check out around that same area, like an hour from Big Sur. And so I wanted to do those two things and then uh, head home. That was the plan. So I'm looking up, while we're in Napa, I'm looking up the the, the national park and it's fucking, uh, there's some cave systems that I wanted to check out and they're closed because of COVID. And it seemed like a lot of the cool shit was shut down. So scrap that idea. I'm like, fucking A. Whatever, dude, let's just go uh, check out Big Sur, just hang out for the whole day, and then, uh, you know, stay somewhere and then head home. So we go, and a midway point between, or on the way to Big Sur was Monterey. I'm like, well, all right, I've never been there before. Boy, oh boy, I did not like Monterey. It was fucking weird. Remember I told you about the vibe in Napa? Well, there's a whole different vibe in Monterey. I don't know if maybe we stayed in the wrong area. We stayed kind of close to the uh, the Fisherman's Wharfy area. But you get out of there and you just see weird characters. It just has a weird feeling to it. It's like, and right, I look at the wife right away and it's just like, this sure isn't Napa. <laughs> and I told her, I feel like a snob. We check into our room, which was a little pricey, but it wasn't even that great of a fucking hotel. And uh, check in and it's like a kind of like a shithole, dude. We walk up to the fourth floor where our room is. And we hear the pool. It's on the side where the pool is. And all these kids are in there jumping around. Ah! <laughs> Splashing water. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is going to be annoying. We get up there. There's like people's towels right outside hanging over the balcony, drying like swim shorts and shit. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> we walk in the room. There's flies in the room. It's got a tiny full bed. Not even a queen. It's like, this is a little tiny fucking bed. The wife goes like, oh, this is gross. I start, I got to pee. I'm like, yeah, uh, let's. I'm going to see if they got something different. She takes a piss and she flushes the toilet and the toilet goes, <laughs> and it won't stop. And uh, I'm like, oh, no, this is, this is gross. Oh, and, oh, oh, and it's got a handicapped bathroom. So if you take a shower... All the water just flows into the center of the bathroom and goes down the drain. So if you're, if you're taking a, a shit, you're probably going to be standing in water. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And so I call up and I tell the, some, some Filipino chick. I'm like, hey, I tell her everything that's wrong with it. She goes like, oh, okay, let, let me see if I have another room. I call you back. I'm like, all right. I'm like, fuck this. And I, I said, let's just go down there. And I feel like such a snob at this point because we had a jetted tub. A balcony in Napa, and now we're in this fucking shithole. <laughs> so I go down there, and I complain, and uh, she gives me a key to another room on the first floor. And then I go there, and the fucking key doesn't even work. I go back, and it's like, oh, my God. And I'm waiting, and there's a white guy. He goes, he just, he doesn't even say anything. He just, hand, he just puts his hand out to me, and I hand him the key. He just, like, you know, quickly programs it and hands it back. Doesn't say a goddamn word. I'm like, dude, fuck this place. Go back to the room. It's another shithole. Two beds. But it's way better than the first room. So anyway, we leave. We, we, we go to dinner that night. Try to make the best of it. Uh, and the next day, we head to Big Sur. Beautiful drive down the coast. But already, because of that hotel and that weird experience in Monterey, I'm fucking... I'm sad. Because I'd rather be back up north. I feel like, oh man, we should have just stayed somewhere up there. But oh well, maybe Big Sur will make up for it. 
So we head back down. We head down the coast, and it's a beautiful drive. It's lots of beautiful scenery. Glorious. We get to Big Sur. All the beaches are closed. <laughs> They're not letting anyone down there. Like, oh, fuck. And so now I'm like having a fucking panic attack. I was like, great. This was the plan. I don't know what to do now. And the wife's saying, well, find somewhere to go. Just don't worry about it. And keep driving. Whatever you stay in San Luis Obispo. I'm like, I don't care. She's like, it looks pretty nice. We find a, a, a room, a really nice room. We, uh, well, first we get off the freeway and there's like, it's like a ghost town. I'm like, oh no, let's just fucking go home. And then we go farther into the town and then it's like live and jumping. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, right by the mission. I've never been to San Luis Obispo. But it turns out after being around that area, eating there and, you know, going to a few places that it's, it's got a really fucking nice vibe too. So, uh, we go to this restaurant and the chick, it's like these young girls. She's like, the only, the only tables they have available is one outside under, or, you know, outside by the street, have like a whole gated off section in the sun. Oh, we have one down the alleyway at the back of the alley. Would you like to, would you like to sit there? And the wife goes, let's sit in the alley because there's no sign. It's going to be nice and cool. I'm like, all right, let's have the lady in the tramp experience. And the girl looks at me and starts laughing. But then I'm wondering, does she even know what I'm talking about? I think I'm at the age now where maybe my references will not be gotten by a lot of these younger folk. But they did have a remake of Lady in the Tramp. So maybe she knows what I mean. I don't know. Maybe she was being polite. But it made me reevaluate my whole life. Like maybe I should stop making references to young people. Anyway, and as we're walking back to the, uh, to the back of the alley, I was singing, This is the night, such a beautiful night, and they call it Bella Note. Ah, look who it is, it's the tramp. Oh, who do you have here? Oh, you have a lady friend. Look at Luigi. That's how the Italians talk. Thanks, Lady the Tramp. So, uh, yeah, we had a lovely time. But then, uh, you know, the wife was like, I don't want to eat this food. It looks, uh, it doesn't look that good. She's being told snob. And I'm just like, wow, what have I done? I've spoiled her in Napa and look at us now. We're a couple of fucking snobs. I'm like, all right, let's just have a couple of drinks here, an appetizer, and then we'll go to the restaurant down the street. How's that sound, lovely lady? Okay. So I'm glad we did because we went to a place down the road right by the mission. And that's where I had my first ever plate of paella oh my god let me tell you something if you haven't had paella you haven't lived and i'm sure most of you probably have had it but uh maybe i'm just late to the game i don't know but it was a giant fucking like skillet type thing they make it with some rice they have chunks of boya verde green chicken and they had uh some chorizo these chunks of Jarisa. And these big ass uh, tomatoes and uh, what else they have there? Uh, a bunch of other shit. But it was, oh, these, oh, an egg. These big ass chunks of egg. It was fucking fantastic, dude. Fantastic! And I had some great uh, old fashions. Yeah, James. Suits you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Boy, I've been rambling on and on. Jesus Christ, it's already been a fucking hour. I still got more show to get to. Oh, well, I best I better cut a lot of this shit out. 
Let me include this though real quick. I think after all this time with my wife lately, I think that I really am a, uh, a fortune teller. Someone that practices the mystic arts. Or maybe this is a simulation. This is a computer simulation. Because a lot of shit that we've been talking about lately has been having some strange next day consequences. It's pretty fucking weird. For examples, when the wife and I were out, I think it was our last day of our little tiny vacation getaway. I asked her, I said, hey, uh, if you had your own boat, what would you name it? You know, all the boats have names on them. Like, what would your name be? I think I might have mentioned this before. If I had my own boat, I'd call it the Dirty Merman. That's right. The Dirty Merman. And uh, she was like, I don't know what I would call it. I go, I think I know what you should call yours. The Sea Witch. <laughs> and she's laughing. And she's like, ah, that's pretty good. I was like, yeah, you're goddamn right. It's pretty good. And the very next day, I'm back at work. First day back. I happen to find myself on a street called Sea Witch. What are the fucking odds of that? Tell me right now. Tell me. You can't because you don't know. Because it's too astronomical. It gets worse. That day, I'm talking to the wife and I tell her what I saw. Or no, I, I snapped the picture and I sent it. I go, do you remember what we were talking about yesterday about the boats? Yeah. And I sent her the photo. And she's like, holy fuck. How does this stuff always happen to you? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. They must prove this is a simulation. That same night, dude, I'm at home. The wife and I are having some wine that we purchased from one of those wineries. Yes, I know it's a weekday, but I don't care. I'm living my best life. <laughs> We're having a conversation. We let, the, we let the dog out to go pee and she's out there by herself. And I go, yeah, you know, a, a coyote can come and snatch her right now. Yeah, I know. But uh, hopefully she's safe and nothing happens to her. I was like, well, you know what? To be honest, a coyote could just come during the day and snatch her when she's out there during the daytime. We don't leave her out there for hours and hours, but she's out there for, you know, about 15, 20 minutes sometimes. She likes to just play, screw around. And uh, I was like, yeah, I've seen coyotes in the daytime. So it's not impossible. I say it's not likely, but it sure is possible they can jump the fence one day, one day, and just take her. She's like, that's scary. I'm like, yeah. You're goddamn right it is. And the next day, I'm at work. I'm sitting in my truck underneath a shade tree. I'm eating my lunch. And suddenly to my left, a fucking coyote runs by right by my truck. It runs a little, like a few houses down and goes into someone's backyard. I'm like, no shit. Couldn't believe it. Strike two. Ready for some more? Yesterday, I'm in the bathroom. I'm taking a shit. Normally, in our, in our fucking sewage line, we've been told by a plumber that we probably have a little crack in a pipe way down the yard next to close to the street. And some tree roots are growing in the little crack because the tree roots try to find water. And maybe those tree roots grow inside the pipe and clog, make clogs. And sometimes our line gets backed up and they got to go and clear out with the main. They got to put that big ass snake, that like the whole motorized one, that fat, heavy duty one. 
and they clean it out. It's been a while. It's been a while since that's had. A pr- so we had a problem with that. And yesterday, I'm taking a shit. I'm like, huh? It's been a, quite a long time since so we've had a problem. And guess what happens today? The wife texts me. Well, the toilet's backed up, and she sends me a photo of the main all fucking flooded. I'm like, oh my god, what is happening? Why does this keep happening to me? I don't know what it means. Should I play the lotto or something? Jesus Christ. All right. If you're listening to this, your magic numbers are. Hold on. They're just going to. I just, I just want them to come to me naturally. Let me just close my eyes and see what pops in. Six. Eleven. Twenty-three. Thirty-one. Forty-seven. How many is that? I don't know if that's enough, but five. If, if you need one more. <laughs> if you fucking win, dude, I swear to God, you better send me some of it. You better do it. Or I will be really angry. And then I'll probably hunt you down. You know why? Because I'll know about it. I'll get a feeling. And I'll come get you. All right, let's start closing the show out. Before that, I gotta get. I have to get to a segment that I haven't done in quite some time, and this is the, what I was referring. to. Here's the teaser. This is a segment that hasn't been done in years, years, and uh, someone sent me an email. So, here we go. It's called Suicide Soundtrack. It goes something like this. Oh, man, this is the one of the waybacks. Yeah, and uh, this is a pretty dark, morbid segment. Uh, we've had quite a few entries for this one. So basically, it's uh, how would you kill yourself and what song would you play while you did it? <laughs> hey, if you want to bring this thing back, I'm up for it. Send me your entries. The Danger Hour. So here we go. This is from uh, my cousin Natalie. Oh, look at that. She's going to kill herself. Good for you. Here we go. Now this is all this is all for fun. Take it easy. Take it easy. All right? This is all for fun. No listeners were killed in the making of this segment. Here we go. Do I read it in her voice? I'm going to try. It's a January afternoon. No, I can't do that. I'll just read it in my voice. It's a January afternoon in a parallel universe. Why is it a parallel universe? Anyway, where I am absolutely alone in regard to a lack of any significant interpersonal relationships. Jesus Christ, that's a hell of an intro. (laughs) All I have is my alter ego. I decide that it's time to call it quits and give a final fuck you to someone who deserves it. The Ford 1964 Mustang is my favorite car. Uh, Honestly, that's pretty basic bitch, Natalie. You can do better. But for these purposes, I'll go with it. Is my favorite car. So I decide to look up listings and the people who are selling these cars. I find what I'm looking for. It's a red 
mint condition model. Side note, I despise bright colored vehicles. However, a red 64 Mustang is my dream car. The second desired finding is that the owner is a racist, homophobic piece of shit. That's very specific. (laughs) I extend an offer and the seller agrees to meet at his residence. He is skeptical to trust a stranger with his most prized possession, but I am able to convince him to let me test drive the vehicle on my own. I hand over my license to him as a form of collateral and assurance that I will return with the car. Once I drive away, the seller realizes that I left a note that contains a message informing him that I have contacted his job and emailed his organization all the vile shit he posted online. He receives a call which informs him that he is fired and that his life is over. I laugh. I played an integral part in his demise. Well, all that happened fairly quickly. He just read your message and he's already lost his job? (laughs) That was quick. He already got fired? Wow. And how did you find all this evidence online? Are you a hacker now? Or is he just dumb enough to post his... What is he, a pedophile? What was he? Oh, racist homophobe. Uh, all the stuff he posted online. Wow, he's stupid enough to have a not a not have a, pro- a private profile, huh? Okay, I'll go with you on this one. Good for you. Uh, okay, so she continues. After the adrenaline subsides, I decide that my mind is made and that my time's up on this planet. It has come to a close. As I drive up to the highest cliff in the area with virtually no paved road. I played Tame Impala's alter ego while simultaneously drinking a bottle of Diet Coke spiked with Gentleman Jack. Why Diet Coke if you're going to kill yourself? Why not just go full on with the real thing? <laughs> just, get a <laughs> just get normal Coke. No one likes the taste of Diet Coke over regular Coke, right? Anyway, the meaning of this song is how a person is at a battle with oneself and what others think of them. However... After all things considered, you are the most immediate sector of your universe, and it is only your opinion that matters. Terence McKenna, ethnobotanist, psychonaut, would agree. As the bridge of the song ends, I push the vehicle to its maximum speed and fly off the cliff while the sun is nowhere to be seen. The sky has an ominous indigo color. The car floats and my life flashes before my eyes in the short time between the vehicle's aerial ascent and its inevitable impact to the ground. As the wreckage makes way down below, my body loses its viability, and the life that once was fades to nothingness. I am no longer a part of this earth. To quote the gravestone of James and Elizabeth Stevens, buried in Lone Fir Cemetery in Portland, Oregon, here we lie by consent, 57 years, two months, and two days, sojourning through life, awaiting nature's immutable laws to return us back to the elements of the universe of which we were first composed. I cease to exist. End scene. Wow, that's pretty dramatic. Typical woman, huh, fellas? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pretty cool. I can I could see it all. Very descriptive. It's like a movie. I can picture you down there, down the cliff. It's dark. It's nighttime and there's a, there's a blaze going on. Wait, did you catch on fire? You didn't add if you were uh, if you exploded or anything. Uh, I'm probably uh, I'm pretty sure you want to you want to burn up, right? You don't want to just be laying there. 
and uh, just decomposing. By the time someone finally finds you, <laughs> you're not going to look too pretty. I think you'd rather just burn up to nothing, right? Uh, nah, I, I think they should find your uh, your <laughs> your decomposing corpse. Hey, look at this dummy. <laughs> She's drinking Diet Coke. <laughs> you got to be shitting me. All right. Here's the suicide soundtrack, Alter Ego by Tame Impala.
All right, and now it's time to start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. It's I Fancy That. Fancy All right, fancy that. I Fancy That is a segment in which I talk about something nice and positive. Aw, oh, something that makes me happy. Something that I fancy. I'm going to give you a few this time because uh, why not? First one. I fancy Trader Joe's. Not because I shop there. Not because I like their wacky shirts. But because of their stance they recently took. Oh boy. This modern day climate is a tough one. You can't do anything right. Everyone's attacking everyone for every damn thing. They call it cancel culture and I don't fucking like it. So I don't know if you know this story. You probably do. But if not, away we go. Trader Joe's has a line of products that <laughs> they're, they're claimed to be racist. Racistly named. So they have, for example, I'm not, I don't even remember what they were. But it's like, uh, I know that the one, the Mexican food they offer is like uh, Trader Jose's. That kind of thing. Trader Giuseppe's. Some shit like that. Whatever Joe is in other languages. Then they have uh, that style of food, right? So if it's like a Chinese dish, it's like, uh, I think it's like Trader Ching Chong or something like that. Oh my God, James. I'm just fucking around. I don't know the Chinese name of it. I mean, I can look it up, but this show's already gone on too long. I've spent way too much time in this room and it's hot as hell in here. So you get the gist. So some asshole is like, oh, it's racist. You better change those names. And Trader Joe's was like, go fuck yourself, essentially. They wrote this piece like, look, no, we're not, we're not trying to offend anyone. These are meant to be happy and fun and play around. And uh, the intent was never to be mean. We're just celebrating all these cultures. So go fuck yourself. And I'm like, yes, finally. And does anyone give a shit? Probably not. I haven't heard anything else about it. But I love that stuff, man. I love when people stand up for this crap and not bow down to any asshole that has some complaint. I don't even get where this comes from. Like, what is the, what is the deal? Why, why are people attacking everyone for every stupid thing? It's fucking retarded. Anyway, I fancy the hell out of that, that they just said, nah, we're not going to change it. <laughs> if you don't like it, don't buy it. All right, next thing. Uh, this is a weird one. I don't know what it is, dude. I fancy watching dogs take shits. Is that weird? My dog goes outside to take a shit. I just, I like watching it. I enjoy it. My dad has a friend that goes, uh, hey, never watch a dog take a shit because then you get a sty. <laughs> Some old wives tale. I've watched my dog take lots of shits. I haven't gotten one sty yet, so I, don't, I guess it's not true. But I don't know what it is. I just enjoy it. <laughs> and that's it. Dog shitting. I fancy that. Next one. Oh, boy. My son has this uh, Nintendo Switch. You know what that is? That handheld game system. It's got a screen, and each side of the screen, there's these controllers that slide in and lock in. So he, uh, that's, that's where he would play Fortnite. We, we don't let him play too much. I hate the fact that these kids are playing Fortnite, but I can't let him be a total weirdo and not be involved in what's going on in the world, right? He's got to fit in a la- at least a little bit. So we let him play like on the weekends. 
Anyway, I don't think he really plays Fortnite too much lately. Uh, well, I think because we told him he can't play no more. <laughs> I think he got in trouble. And that's his punishment. But before, he was playing Fortnite on that fucking thing. And he's like, Daddy, I can't control this thing right. When I try to look up, it mess- it's messed up. And I go, oh, yeah? And he's showing it to me. And I don't know what's going on with this thing. I'm like, uh, that's not normal. No, I can't fix it. So we're trying to do, uh, we're trying to go in the settings and, and tweak this and that and make sure, see if that works, but it, de- it doesn't. So I look it up. I'm like Fortnite controller. And it's like, oh, it's called, uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's a common issue with this, with this controller. Um, it starts to like, you know, instead of controlling, uh, there's, so there's up and down, left and right, like the up and down one just kind of go and it just goes down and like, it's, uh, I forgot what it's called. Anyway joy drag joystick drag or something like that and so they go oh yeah there's a few there's a few different options you have blah 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 like buy a new one repair it yourself this and that and so i look at the new ones and it's like 80 bucks i'm like what the hell 80 dollars i was like all right what do i do to fix it i watch a youtube video you got to tear the whole thing apart and it looks kind of complicated i was like fuck it i'll give it a shot so i order the spare part or the extra parts comes with the tools comes with the parts it's like all right i take it apart I uh, change all the things out. Fucking bingo. Works like brand new. He's excited as shit. Dick. I'm lo- he's looking at me like I'm his fucking hero. More than he usually does. Nice save, James. Thank you. Um, but yeah, dude. Ever since, totally fine. And look. Here's what I fancy. You take an $80 problem and you spend $10, $12 and it's fixed, dude. Oh, ah, such a great feeling. So, me. I fancy me. Last thing. The wife and I, maybe I've even talked about this before, but the wife and I are watching a show. It is something I usually don't watch. I'm usually against reality shows. But this is like the ultimate reality show. Alone. Ten people. They can take ten items and they're dropped in the wilderness. Whoever is the last to survive wins the money. And you, they, there's no camera crew. They have to do all the camera work themselves. So they train them and shit how to set it up. They also have cameras that they all, that they all uh, hang in the trees facing their camp and away from their camp. So it captures other stuff like animals creeping around at night. It's got night vision on it and stuff. It's pretty fucking cool. This latest season, season seven, that's right. We've watched seven seasons. This, this latest season's pretty goddamn cool. Um, but yeah, dude, we're pretty into it. Uh, I'm not going to say anything more. It's pretty fucking cool. That sounds interesting to you. Get on it. Their seasons are all available all over different platforms. There's like a couple on Netflix, some on Hulu, uh, some on Amazon. And, uh, this one right now is on regular TV. So if you have access to on demand, check it out. It's pretty sick. So in closing, Trader Joe's. Watching dogs take shits. Me fixing stuff. Fixing my boy's controller. I guess just the concept of fixing something instead of having to buy a new one. Fixing it for way cheaper. And then also the TV show alone. All those things. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment in here. We go. Fuck you!
All right. The fucking moment is a segment in which we get negative again. Who wants to end on a positive note? Not this podcaster. <laughs> so the fucking moment is when we say fuck you to something. Something that irritates you. Something that just chaps your ass. Something not very good. Well, that kind of fell apart. All right. This, this week... I'd like to say a big special fuck you to Brown Widows, man. Really, James? Brown Brown Widows? Yes, they are a nuisance. They're all over the place. I'm not kidding you. I went outside one day. One day. One evening, I went outside. I had a flashlight. I'm uh, walking on the side of the yard. And they're all over the fucking place. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I had a lighter. One of those long lighters, because it's too. I don't want to get too close to them. They're icky. And I fucking torched. I burned like forty brown widows. Little big fat ones, all the way down to little baby ones. Ugh, they're so fucking gross. You know what? And after all that, I went out there a couple days later, and they're they're all over the place again. They're fucking everywhere. They're everywhere. And I hate spiders, dude. I can't stand looking at spiders. Those long, creepy legs. Ugh! Do you know why they? You know why the black widows are mostly gone, right? Because everybody kills them. These ones are not black; they're brown. They try to pull the old switcheroo, but I'm onto them. Fucking gross. So yeah, black widows, brown widows, all over the place. All over the place. I don't know if you guys have the same problem. James, why don't you have a pest guy come and spray your yard? Ugh! That sounds like a lot of money. <laughs> Oh, oh, and also fuck you to mosquitoes. Dude, I went outside yesterday. I can't even enjoy my Adirondack chairs that I created out of thin air. I can't sit out there more than like five minutes. I'll get bit up. It's so fucking annoying. I sat yesterday outside for like 10 minutes in the dusk, perfect, beautiful weather, Southern California. I can't even take advantage of Southern California. I can't. I got like bit three times. I've been itching today. It's really annoying. They're called, uh, what are they called? The 80s, A-D-E-A-S or something, A-E-S. 80s mosquitoes, little ankle biter ones, those little fuckers. They're a nuisance. They're all over the place too. And they're all over the place. I was talking to an exterminator guy that I met in my travels. And he said, those things are just all over and he found a solution how to get rid of them. But he started his own business and this lady wasn't happy with him because she's like, they were gone for like a week and they came back. So good luck with your business. But I think I'm, and he's like, no, no, no. He goes, let me, let me try to prove myself to you. Let me, give me another chance. He came up with some crazy concoction and he's like, and it worked. Now they've been gone for months and she has reported no issues in her backyard. I'm like, God, maybe I should get this guy. He's a real nice dude. I'm going to say it. He's a black fella. What's that have to do with anything, James? Well, I don't know. In this modern-day climate, I think we should support the black-owned businesses, right? Doing my part. Maybe I'll give him a call. It's like, hey, buddy, remember I met you out in the field? Well, uh, come this way. Relieve me from my nuisances. Jesus, this fucking insects, man. Can't even sit outside. God damn it. The wife is all into hibiscus plants. She's flooding the backyard with hibiscus now. First it was... This, this woman, dude, she bounces all over the place. She was all into succulents. Now she's into hibiscus. 
And so uh, she's out there all the time, watering them and caring for them and oogling them, all that shit. And uh, I can't go out there and enjoy them because I get bit up. I'm, I'm, I'm a delicate flower myself. So maybe I should call my black friend and uh, have him come and spray the shit out of the backyard. Oh boy, it's really annoying. You know what he told me? He told me that he had an account with Dodger Stadium. And me being a Dodger fan, I'm like, oh really? He goes, yeah, that place has a huge rap problem. I was like, oh, that's gross. And uh, he's like, yeah, I mean, think about it. They have these games at night and they don't clean up to the next day. So all these animals, they come out and they just attack all the food left behind. I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. So they have uh, like walkthroughs with their, you know, the safety department comes through every, every before every game, I guess. And he had to go and to be real fast about it pick up all the rat traps and hide them and stuff. And he's like, I would be taking bodies out all the time. <laughs> he's like, the f- at first I was terrified of these big ass rats and they creep me out. But after a while, you know, you're on the clock and you got, you got a certain time to work with. So you just kind of get used to it. And you're just tossing all these bodies one after another. I'm like, Oh, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. But yeah, modern day problems require modern day solutions. So yeah, pests. That's what I want to say. Fuck you to pests. You hear that, pests? Oh, fuck you! Fuck you! All right. Okay, I think that's going to do it. My diarrhea of the mouth is coming to a close. I thank you for joining me if you've made it this far. If you haven't, then it doesn't matter. These words mean nothing. But if you have, hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I can count on you. Uh, yeah, if you'd like to give me some money... I suggest you uh, send it to me via the danger hour at yahoo.com. I'll accept all donations. It will go towards this podcast. And what I mean by that is it'll, it'll fund my, uh, my activities I want to do. And then I can have new experiences and then I'll talk about them later. It's the circle of life. Send me whatever you want to send me. Hate mail suggestions. You need some advice. I don't care. The danger hour. Yahoo.com. All right, don't forget to check out the Bed Files podcast that me and Lito did. We're on there two episodes. The first one's already out. The next one comes out next week. So uh, support Peterson. And uh, there you go. So uh, thanks for listening. And as always, I'll leave you with the same fantastic advice. That's simply stay dangerous, my friends. (sighs) Later.